everyone out there in the CBC universe, welcome to another episode of Comic Book Characters. Freak out in a moon daydream, oh yeah! I'm your friendly neighborhood podcaster, Alfred. And I'm Chris, the dirtiest player in the game, Cassidus. Oh, woo! Woo! Comic stuff! Did we just reverse jinx the Nature Boy Ric Flair? Like, how much time does he have left now? <laughs> oh, we, no! We Are you that. putting that juju on us? I'm not, no, no! But I'm just saying! You know, would the Undertaker... He would be there, right? Like, he would be at the service? He would be there. Nobody would think he's there, but then all of a sudden... The bells would ring? Would he come in costume with the smoke? The lights go off. With the smoke? Aw, shit. (laughs) Hey, everyone. This is a comic book book podcast. Uh, (laughs) Starting off with wrestling stuff and a Bowie reference at the top? Yeah, welcome back, True Believers. Yeah, Yeah. hey. it's, uh, It's a real fun time. Trying to to navigate this uh, this little little planet Earth that we got going right now, um, but hey, we got Werewolf by Night, so let's let's go, that, guys. Yeah, that, huh? Uh, what, what? So I actually, Chris, you know, uh, so we usually I ask you like how you're doing and stuff, and and yeah. and and I, you know, but I am trying to bring a little bit more structure to oh, this slap. This time you're not even feigning interest. Oh wow! No, come on, man. Just like Elvis said, don't be cruel um, <laughs> to a heart that's true. Okay, um, I'm trying to bring a little structure, so I'm actually calling the opening segment. What's good? What's good? Oh, damn! Yeah. I, so, like, what's what's you know? So, I'm just asking you, what's good? And that could be like anything not comic related. Okay. Something going on in your life. Something going. Something you just saw or or listened to or read that just, you know, really hit home for you. Yeah, yeah. What's good? What's good? Oh shit, man. Uh, well, thanks. That's cool. Uh, I guess we don't need a drop. Uh, nah, it's okay. We don't need a drop for it. Uh, if you want to, if you want to throw one in, you can. I mean, it's up to you. There you go. go. That's uh, a good one. I like that. Good choice. Uh, yeah, I think what's good for me, I went and saw Moon Age Daydream. Oh, the bow. Now, no, now I understand why you're on such a bow why, kick yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hear, <laughs> I feel it, I feel it. I'm here for it. Uh, it was, I saw an IMAX. So, oh, so yeah, it was an experience, dude. It, 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 it was almost like uh, going to um, a Shakespeare play and like being like, "What the fuck are they saying?" for the first ten minutes, but then your ears adjust. Oh, and like oh, okay. Now I can. Oh, yeah, I get the flow. I, I can understand them. It was it was like that because I had to take my Marvel eyes out, and, <laughs> and about ten minutes in, about the same time, about ten minutes, in, I was like, "What am I watching? There's so much going on right now." But then I, I just took my Marvel eyes out and put the film uh, student eyes back in. I'm like, oh man, all right, cool. Let's just all right. I, I wish I was on edibles. Oh yeah, I was gonna ask. I was like, I feel like that is a film. Like they should just give them to you when you when you walk in the auditorium. Like just here you go. Yeah, yeah. It, it does such a good job of like disassociating you, even the, especially in the IMAX presentation. I bet that you would just you would just melt right through the center of the earth. That's good though. You need that. Everybody needs a good <laughs> melting right now. I feel like you know everyone could use it. You know it's so funny because um, I had no idea what you were going to say. I mean, uh, true believers, just a little bit behind the scenes. We do discuss a lot of things for the pod, but this. This segment, there was no discussion, so I have really no idea uh, what you were going to say. It's, but I think it's interesting 
that you said that because for me, what's good is uh, I've been listening to this new, I don't even actually, it's not that new of a podcast, but it's new to me. It's 60 songs that made the 90s. Yeah, by the by Ringer by the Ringer um, website, and um, they just it's a it's a guy. His name is Robbie. He 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 goes into he's he's a, a music critic um, of of the highest form, and he just breaks down like one song at a time, and he kind of goes into the history of the artist and you know the influencers of that artist. Um, and you know, just all this stuff, he does a really great job of, you know, packing in a ton of information and like, and then usually on the back half of the pod, he interviews a person, um, you know, that is also tied to that artist in some way. Hmm. And, uh, it's really great, but you know, you said David Bowie, so that's like a big music thing. I've been on a big music thing. Yeah. Um, so, um, the episode, is that where you're calling it these days? Uh, yeah, yeah, is what, that's what I'm calling it. Um, the I, I listened to an episode the other day, though. Play, baby. It was about, yeah, the EP. That's what the EP stands for. Uh, I was listening, it was about Mariah Carey. And, um, you know, listeners out there, if y'all don't know, and I'm not ashamed of this, so I'm going to say it with my chest. You're a um, big fan of the Christmas creep. That's what you're I, I, I love, look, all I want for Christmas <laughs> is you is absolutely... <laughs> Hands down, I will not debate it. I will not debate this. It is hands down the greatest Christmas song of all time. Oh, what? Um, no, it's fine. You can have a wrong opinion about it. That's fine. But wow. um, but I something. Mean, gonna, that... Are you going to do Good King Wenceslas dirty like that? <laughs> wow. What, what 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 was that? Was that written in like? You know, like what nine nine sixty eighty? When was that one? When was that? forties, baby. Okay, okay. So, um, but something I found really interesting is that Mariah Carey. Uh, for those that don't know, her her life. She actually wrote co wrote a book. Had a you know ghostwriter. Y'all, you guys know how that works. But like, she she had a book that came out somewhat recently, and in it she kind of talks about her life at that time. And you know, a lot of people have this question: is what is who is the you? All I want for Christmas is you. Who is the you? Right in the song, mm. she wrote it, so it's personal, right? Like who is it? It's no one. It's it's her. She when she says all I want for Christmas is you, she wants a version of herself that she is not at that time, because she is so controlled by all the people around her. Very like a Britney Spears kind of vibe. Uh, for young Mariah Carey. Anyway, I'm a huge Mariah Carey fan, so like I just ate all that shit up like <laughs> it was a delicious club sandwich from Jim's. Like I was just like, oh, pom, 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 give me more. Like, thank you. Um, but yeah, so everyone should check out that podcast if you're look if you're musically inclined and 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 uh, either love the '90s or want to learn more about kind of what '90s music was all about. It it really runs the gamut. Of everything from Wu Tang Clan to In Sync and Mariah Carey and Coolio, oh, man. and and he even talks about Weird Al at various points. Like it's it's all over the place. Um, uh, there's a really great song that I was never made aware of uh, called "Common People" by a band called a British band called Pulp that is fucking amazing. Like. Legitimately, huh. one of like probably the top ten songs out of the '90s that I've ever heard. It's so good. 
Anyway, yeah. just I should probably stop shilling for the stupid podcast that is not our podcast, but it, the, the, yeah. they're a proud sponsor. Uh, <laughs> proud yeah, they're gonna be right. Um, <laughs> it's really good though. It's called the the sixty songs that made the nineties, and I'm like forty songs in, and it's 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 good time. Good time. Good time. Um, all right, man. Before we get into the rundown of everything we're going to do today, everything we're going to cover. I do want to thank the listeners. Of course, the true believers out there. We appreciate you all tuning in. We appreciate you, uh, sending messages and emails about like, Hey, when are you guys going to do another episode? Um, are y'all still doing episodes? Uh, I appreciate it. Um, you know, we are clearly right now we're doing one. So, um, I know that I said early on in the year that my goal was to get on a more uh, structured mm. time schedule for the pods. Mm. I, uh, well, you know, we're only we're only uh, three fourths of the year through, so we still have time. Still, have, still have time to, to get on you, track. You realize, like, well, number one, the best laid plans by of mice and men often go Steinbeck, so that's all right. Often go Steinbeck. I like it. The you realize if you want to like even out the year and the spread, we're gonna have to, like do a fucking two two episodes a uh, a week. A week, <laughs> yeah. Well, um, you know, actually, I I kind of do want to think about doing this. Is uh, this is actually something we haven't discussed at all? But I was thinking maybe we could do like little mini episodes, like little thirty minute, oh. little bite sized little. But you know what's weird? I you know I always think the listeners want shorter. But every time I ask, anytime I put a poll up, any any time, oh, the feedback is always like, "No, make them longer, like more." <laughs> we, I, I'm like, seriously, there's absolutely no way someone could want to hear my voice this much for that long. But, <laughs> but they keep saying they, you know, they're like, it makes my my work day go faster, and I'm like, okay, well. We will we will try. We have a lot of stuff to cover. Um, so just real quick, I'm going to try to bullet point through a bunch of these things here. Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about a new Iron Man game that could be coming out. Um, a Captain America and Black Panther joint, a, you know, combined effort game that is going to be coming out. Uh, I have a I have a question for you regarding She-Hulk, uh, and we'll okay. we'll talk about that. Black Adam is on the horizon. Do you do you feel that in the back of your neck? The, the, the seriousness need, of everything that is coming our way. I need the drop of uh, Hansu in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy going, who? Oh, yeah. Also, like, I mean, we all know why Black Panther is called Black Panther, <laughs> but like, <laughs> is that going to be a problem? Black Adam is that going to be a problem for anybody? I I mean I hope not. It doesn't seem to be. I'm kind of surprised that it's not. Um, anyway, Polynesian Adam. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Or just how about Adam? What if they just called it Adam? <laughs> and I'm not saying Atom like A T O M. I'm saying like straight up like a dude named Adam A D A M. Just Adam. It makes uh, it sound like it's a, a Paul Rudd like romantic comedy. Adam. Yeah, Tell Adam. Me this fall. Adam. Um, actually, that reminds me of a really funny meme I saw earlier today, which was the scene from Iron Man 1 where Jeff Bridges is losing his goddamn mind. And he's like, Tony Stark built this with a box of scraps. And it was, uh, 
you know, them saying Batgirl, you know, wasn't going to was going to flop. And, you know, it was like DC Studios. like, And, and it was the it was the fans going Marvel Studios made Ant-Man an eight hundred million dollar film. Like, what? like <laughs> that's a pretty good point. Um, we're going to talk about Werewolf by Night, not by day, by night. So um, if you happen to be listening to this during the day, if you want to get in the mood. Maybe turn out the lights. Maybe, uh, you know, turn those shades down. Right, yeah, absolutely. Get in that comfy, comfy couch, you know? Uh, we're going to talk about Secret Invasion. We're going to have some thoughts on Miss Marvel. Um, Thor Love and Thunder. We're doing the review. This is the review episode for Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, I'll people, believe it when I hear it. People at, were asking, hey, guys, the movie came out. Are you going to do a review? Well, yes, um, but with the timing, you know, it got kind of too late on the theatrical release. So we thought, well, it's on Disney Plus now. It, you know, now is a good time. Everyone can see it if if they want. We've got some casting corner news. That's going to be fun. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the um, and I love that you said this. I put Batgirl and then Dash and then you and then I put Batgone, but you put Batgone Girl. Bat Gone Girl, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is great. That is so Bat Gone Girl. We're going to talk about that. Uh, and then we're going to hit Big Wheel. And then, uh, you know, we'll wrap it up at, uh, at the end there. But those are all the stuff, all of the things we're going to touch on. Um, the casting corner, too, by the way, this is just a tease. It is, it's, it's going to be, I think, almost universally lauded and applauded. And people are just going to be really happy about the news that we're going to bring on that one. So. Extra velvet? Uh, yes. Like more pie? Like more pie, yes. Nice. Yes, yes, yes. All right, let's see here. So, okay. First thing is, so the studio, uh, the gaming studio that is responsible for Dead Space, right? So a pretty beloved sci-fi horror horror. Um, genre film, uh, sorry, video game that came out on the PS3 and Xbox 360. Um, that studio is going to be coming out with an Iron Man game that is going to be a single player third person action adventure game. What? Gone are the days. Supposedly no microtransactions. Uh, and okay. I'm honestly like I'm almost scared to say this. I'm I'm excited. Those are all the things I want. Unless we're playing Mario Kart or like 2K, uh-huh. I don't I don't want to be dealing with you all. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I I I need to relax. And if I know I'm playing against other people, there's like this competitive spirit that gets kicked up, and I just I don't need it. I don't want it. I don't know why it happens. It happens. Man. But like a single player, just put on some headphones. I want to go. I want to go zooming into the sky as Iron Man. I want to drink a a nice old fashioned before I go up into the air. And let's see if that makes the screen all fuzzy. That's what I want. Man, some drinking and flying. All right. (laughs) What what feature do you want to see in that game? In the Iron Man game? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Uh... I'm, I, I don't know if it's like the influence, the undue influence of Apex Legends. 
but like I'm like a cosmetic junkie in that game, and I refuse uh, to pay for anything, so I'm just on the grind. He's constantly. grinding it, yeah. Just grinding it out, man. And um, <laughs> so I would actually genuinely like to see how many different suits you can equip. Ooh, you know, like, yeah. Right, because that's part of the mystique. That's Abs- part of the absolutely. I'm telling you right now. I'm gonna tell you right now. The, yeah. suit, the suit that I want. That sweet, sweet '80s chrome baby, the silver centurion <laughs> with the like the little pointy red shoulders, and the silver and red. Yeah, that's that's the one I want. I want it to be like a like Unreal Engine type of like a uh, environment uh, where I could just like go around as a cel shaded, derpy looking uh, original suit. I'm in it. Oh, the trash can. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, you know what'd be Saints cool? Up, throw action up in there. If they could do a, a mod or like a DLC where you could skin the game, but like the animation from the 1960s Iron Man cartoon, oh, <laughs> yeah. that would be fucking dope. That would be the coolest thing. Motive, <laughs> if you're listening somehow, please try to make that happen. I feel like it would be very difficult, but please try. Um, that's not even all the video game news. There actually is going to be a Captain America and Black Panther game. Yeah, I didn't stop well. you when you were doing the rundown because I wanted to, but like, what? Yeah, isn't that seems a bit odd? And it apparently takes place during World War II. Like what? Even more what? Yes. Yeah, I know. So, like, I don't. Here's the question I have. So, I, one, I, and this is from the same studio, so I'm super psyched. Like, they've proven they know how to make games. Um, well, well, but here's the fair, proven they know how to make Marvel happy to get the license. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying, but, like, Dead Space is a legit good game, you know? And right. even Dead Space 2 and 3, um, maybe not as beloved, but they're not bad. They're not, they're not Dead bad Space, games. Dead Space more like live ground. <laughs> Is that is ground the opposite of space like that kind of space? I mean, I was trying to think of the more abstract space, like more like live filled. I guess oh. that would be empty space. That's okay. Oh, I've, yeah. I've taken it too far. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> but here's my question: It's set in World War Two. Okay, Captain America shouldn't have a problem. In fact, that's where his origin is from: World War Two. He hates them Hydras. Uh, Black Panther, however, T'Challa. Um, um, is it T'Challa? How, how old was T'Challa? I, well, that's the thing. He isn't normally from this time frame, but maybe they're just going to do that. I don't know. Or maybe it's T'Chaka. I, I, honestly, I don't know. I don't really, you know, because Black Panther's origins are, you know, in, in our time is from the 60s. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair. I don't, I don't know. But here's here's the problem. And look. I don't want to turn this into black elves don't exist kind of bullshit. Oh, no. Oh, no. What, but, are, you, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? But T'Challa, T'Chaka, whoever. Hold on. Yeah. I got to get the siren going. There you go. That's fair. That's fair. Whoever wields the mantle of the Black Panther, are they going to have some problems in a situation if the game is set in World War II? That's all I'm saying. Are they gonna? Are they gonna? Ha- are we gonna have some Watchmen type issues here? Oh. I hope not. Or do I hope that he does? And they start, you know, talking about race in this video. Maybe I don't know. I gonna I, get deep like that? I don't. Do we? Do you want them to? 
I'm all for, you know, hey, man, we talk about all the time. Representation matters and, like, talking about the real history of things absolutely matters. But I kind of want to just also have fun, too. Maybe I'm taking this too deep. Am I taking it too deep? You know, maybe they're not thinking. What did you say earlier about Watchmen? Well, I just don't want to have, like, a Watchmen situation, you know, like uh, with with the hangman, you know, like the the Justice Journal. Oh, there you go. Fired up the Xbox. Want to get away from it all. Ate another can of beans. Then had a quick wank into it. I'm a big man. I'm a big, strong man. You're not in this lobby with me. You're not, I'm not in this lobby with you. You're in this lobby with me. The server. I don't know. Jesus. Well done, dude. Well done. Uh, anyway, super excited for both of those. Uh, so I, from what I understand, the Black Panther Captain America game is much further along in development, whereas Iron Man is kind of in pre-pro. Um, very early stages of development. Um, but excited, honestly, just to not have Square doing a thing. Square oh, Enix doing a thing. <laughs> um, so happy about that. I'm going to kill chaos. <laughs> all right. <man. laughs> all right. All right. Here it is, man. This is I. Yeah. I all caps this in the slack. She-Hulk. But mm-hmm. Chris, have you seen it? Oh, oh She-Hulk. Yeah. Have you seen oh. her? Have you seen her out, out and about? <laughs> Tell me, have you seen her? <laughs> uh, what if that was the theme song? Uh, that'd be great. That would be really cool. I would have liked that. I would have been in on that. Yeah. I would have been in on that. Yeah, man. Yeah, I have seen it. I saw. I caught up with like um, the first four or five episodes. Nice. Madison the, with the Y. But, uh, with the Y and two ends, but not where you think. Not where you think. Man, talk about breakout star out of nowhere. <laughs> Wongers! Wongers. How much did you love all of that? I, I mean, uh, when I was watching those episodes, it was my best life. I, so, uh, I, I, I thought of you continuously. I mean, <laughs> his reaction, his like initial, like abrupt, like Ugh, no, but but being you know coerced sort of, yeah. and then like kind of letting the wall down. That's all you, man. I was just like, Jesus, did yeah. they just follow Chris around for this? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, like, well, I have been gin and tonic. I do like a gin and tonic. <laughs> it's just, uh, it was, yeah, man. We just, we gotta, we gotta just, we gotta find the, I guess, the Madison to the Wong, to the Chris. We gotta find. As, as many ends as you like, baby. As many ends, like four ends, I'm, man. I'm he's, right here. he's not gonna turn away from it. I got that sling ring, you know what I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> man, are those sparks flying, or are you just happy to see me? That <laughs> uh, fire circle burn hot. Whew, man, if it if it burns for more than four hours, you're kind of in trouble. You might need to go to a doctor. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. That's a sweet space. Oh, okay, that's, okay. You want to ride that? You're, you're really pushing it to the limit there. <laughs> but that's that's good, man. That's how just I, that's how the you... Eagles, baby, and push it to the limit. <laughs> Anyway, I'm glad. So, yeah. Uh, we're, so, um, I think a new episode actually drops tomorrow. We're recording this uh, Wednesday e- evening. Um, what are your initial thoughts on the show, man? Like, it's, you know, it's definitely another one of those situations where I feel like a majority of people are really enjoying it. There's a somewhat vocal minority that is seemingly having 
issues with the show. Where do you fall on the the She-Hulk scale of justice? Was, oh man, it was so smart how they addressed that, like in the in the show. Oh yeah, <laughs> was yeah. That the first episode or the second episode? I think it was the, I think second, it was the second episode. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like almost at the beginning of the second episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Uh, I, I remember what I said about it like earlier. It's like, ah, it's whatever the fuck. I don't, I don't know. The CG looks kind of weird. Man, fuck past Chris. That guy. That guy keeps letting me down every goddamn time I look back. Like, past Chris is just fucking up, man. This is great. I fucking love this show. I love and the tone of the show. The MCU, I think, was founded to, to do two things. To propel itself to get enough momentum and, like, I guess, cultural clout to have Black Panther be the vehicle that it was uh, for that character. I think... Uh, most of the MCU, for me, at least, it's Infinity Saga. That was great. That was momentous uh, serial storytelling. But, like, Black Panther doing a billion dollars on its own did not happen with the other, uh, without the other MCU movies coming out. Sure. I think it did that, and it gave us a plethora of characters to where we can now have, like, a procedural on Disney+, Plus, which should be, like, the format going forward to introducing new characters. I, I, I'm, I'm totally on board with this. I'm so I'm so mad I didn't buy stock. I didn't buy all the stock. I didn't GameStop it. Stonks. Stonks. Oh, where's that job? <laughs> Stonks. Stonks. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I you know honestly, I have to echo everything you just said. Except I was on board from yeah, day yeah, one. Uh, I got to give myself that clout because I mean I was. Um, I I love the tone, and actually the show kind of addresses problem that i have with the mcu which is you know ever since guardians of the galaxy um i feel like they that a lot of the films and we'll talk about this a lot more in thor love and thunder uh but ever since guardians of the galaxy and then um thor ragnarok marvel has skewed a little too comedic like a little too Mm. pushing their foot on the pedal of comedy for everything and I don't think you need that I think you definitely need to kind of keep the tone of like a Captain America Civil War or a Captain America Winter Soldier or even a Spider-Man Homecoming where like you know there's just kind of more of a balance right Um, however that being said with something like She-Hulk with a character like that a character like She-Hulk a character like the Guardians of the Galaxy and um, you know, even Deadpool, those characters lend themselves to being kind of ridiculous, and and so the fact that they are leaning hard on the comedy in the tone of this show, it's Chef's kiss, man. Like it's exactly what it needs to be, and you know, it's so funny. I I saw I have seen you know again that vocal minority of people kind of bitching about the show. And I'm like, have you even read the comic at all? Like any <laughs> of the She-Hulk comic? Because I don't. I'm. It, it doesn't matter whether you're reading. I mean, maybe the the initial '70s run was a little more serious, but definitely the '80s run, the '90s run, and the more current run, they all have this like humor in them in spades. So, you know, and breaking the fourth wall, all of that. That's all in the comic, and. Uh, the fact that, you know, like people, it's funny, man. I, I swear, like, people just want something to complain about. Uh, you know, some people, one of the complaints I've heard uh, chiefly amongst them is that, you know, there are too many uh, cameos. There's too many guest stars. 
you know, we have the Abomination, we've had Wongers, you know, we're going to get Daredevil. Uh, no, man, bring it on. Do you know how many fucking Marvel characters there are? There's like 9,000 Marvel characters. So, uh, <laughs> you can't give all of them a movie, first of all. And they, you know, like, just bring it in. Like, make it feel like a lived-in world. And, and you get there by having these characters interact with one another. I think it's great. And it feels like you're reading a comic book. Because in yeah. a lot of comic books, what happens? Spider-Man guest stars in a She-Hulk issue. Or, yep. the, or Wolverine shows up. Like, that just happens all the time. So... Yeah, I think it's I think it's exactly what it needs to be. And I'm really glad that they had the foresight to, you know, to, to do this. And then also the commitment to stick to their guns and really dig in and know what they were making with this show. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was watching also like uh, some of the movies with Mikey kind of reviews. Mikey Newman okay, uh, yeah. on YouTube. Uh, Game recognized game. It's, all, it's not, not sponsored, nothing. It's just a shout out. Uh, he's been doing video essays since then, uh, but he's been doing some about like, um, I guess specifically about Marvel and like how it's like, this is great. It's fun that it's happening. Hell yeah. It's this, these, it's our, you know, kind of, uh, subculture getting represented on, in the biggest way possible. But right. at the same time, comic book stories aren't the best to adapt to movies sometimes. Right. Because, you know, it, it misses that. The connection, what we named the podcast after, comic book characters. We're interested in these characters and how they kind of interact with each other. That's the fun thing to us, at least. And we get that in this series. Yeah. We get that in droves. We get it in droves, and we get different iterations of that, too. And and it's just, yeah, I it, it's, I don't know, man. Like, I, I came off of Moon Knight, loving Moon Knight so much. Yeah. Uh, Oscar Isaac's performance still stands so high in my pantheon of like any marvel performance at this point but man i'm having so much fun with she hulk like i honestly don't know which show i've enjoyed more um you know that not to say which one is better or not but just which one i've enjoyed more honestly man, i don't know it's tough it's tough and they're (laughs) so different they're so different and and that's you know that's where i feel like marvel can really do some damage where they can really expand is by learning to tell different types of stories with these characters right and and kind of moving away a little bit from that marvel formula that everybody's always uh, saying is kind of overdone and overwrought right um, you got you got clout now what do you want to do with it right you don't have to keep doing the same thing you don't yeah yeah absolutely um yeah so I, that, I was gonna say yeah. like but you know between the two like moon i got to edit though yeah that's but that's like she hulk is the entire thing in she hulk so. yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, what, how, how can i possibly choose <laughs> yeah ah uh, man and then we also of course and it was teased in the in the trailer but we got the scene where she carries the guy off and like <laughs> Look, man, you know that vo- that vocal minority that was bitching about the show? I bet they weren't bitching about that part. <laughs> all you know me, I, 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 I drive into the swerve. You know my policy, fucking rip it off. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> crush it. This is the rip death by snoo-snoo situation. It's yours. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, all right, let's talk about something that I think... Warner Brothers would be happy if there was 
more controversy about this or just people talking about it. Because uh, Black Adam is coming out in exactly a month. Uh, we've seen a few trailers. Look, this is one of those things where it looks like a movie, right? From the trailer, it looks like it's Ooh. like it's a well-produced film. Nothing, yeah. nothing looks janky. Um, you know, it looks like it cribs from a lot of previous movies, a lot of previous Marvel films, especially. Yeah. But that's okay. That's that's not the worst offense in the world. Um, I I still am very much looking forward to it. My my concern. Uh, just want to reiterate this. We've talked about this in previous episodes, but just the Rock to me is at his best when he's a little bit um, self deprecating, mm. and he's got zero of that in this. It seems right. like he seems like he's so serious about it, and um, I just. You know, it's kind of hard to have a good time uh, if you're watching someone be so goddamn serious uh, for two hours well, on the screen. For sure. It looks like he starts at the point where Brad, where Brad Pitt ends seven. Yeah, that's... Oh, <laughs> God, that's not what you want. Or, you know, How, Where are we supposed to go? It's also like he starts where Adam Sandler's character starts in Uncut Gems. Like, uh, like that's, oh, that's not the starting point you want. You don't want that. Um, for a superhero film, I, I think. Right. Uh, my blood pressure just shot up. <laughs> yeah, don't forget to take that uh, that metropolol or whatever. Um, so I'm on the Lucinopro game. Okay, 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 okay. Um, uh, is it is now Pravastatin's for the cholesterol? See, man, you can tell. Well, you, dude, I need a I need a sound drop because we're fucking washed right now. We <laughs> are. We're like mellow. <laughs> we're like Mel Carmelo Anthony levels of oh, washed right now. Perfect. Perfect. Are you even trying? There we go. There Thank you go. You. Jesus. For, yeah, that's actually. No, that was good. That's good. Are you even trying? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Soundbite. We are soundy. We are trying. We're just, we're just old. Okay. Sorry. Um, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I just uh, we're a month away. Are you any more excited for the movie than you were before? Whatever that level was, is it the same? Is it more? Is it less? No. No. No, you know what? Yes. Let me rephrase this. <laughs> this is the quickest pivot I've ever done. <laughs> yes, because that will mean that most of the theater goers will be going to see Black Adam on release day so that I can go see Moon Age Daydream again in peace uh, by myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe with a little trinket in tow. I mean, you know, <laughs> to quote the prophet, it's not a side effect of the cocaine. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, you know, uh, but I, you know, I do hate to tell you, and I don't know if you're aware of this, you mm -hmm. are going to have to see the film for the podcast. Yeah, so. I, I know. I know. But the good thing is it might, that might not be for four months. <laughs> oh, that's true. You got a lot. You got a big window, big shots fired. Absolutely earned those shots. Though. <laughs> All right. Okay. So let's, let's go. I don't have a segue for this, but let's just move to the next thing. Uh, and this is going to be fun. Because, oh, there you go. The sweet Kimigoy Orange Road music. Um, because you have not seen this. So we're going to do what oh, yeah. we normally do, like for the San Diego Comic-Con uh, stuff. We're going to do a live trailer react where you have not seen the trailer for Werewolf by Night. And, man, are you in for something. I'm just going to say that. Um, 
which drops October 7th. Shout out to Libby, whose birthday is October 7th. She's going to uh, continue to be 35, is what I've been told. No, no, no. no. Do, do the whole like, do the whole thing from with Cyrus the Virus from Con Air. <laughs> what? My my birthday is July. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I'm gonna see my <laughs> Look, all oh yeah, I do remember that. See, all I remember is put the bunny down. <laughs> what? <laughs> you reached really far back, though. Kudos to you. I do. You know, I do. you knew what it was when you signed up. Uh, let me, I want to see, is there a way I can record on Skype? True Believers, meta moment coming in. I want to, like, just in case we want to share this information with the True Believers. God damn it, I'm fucking spoiling myself. Werewolves. Of- God, fuck, just, just, you were supposed to queue it up. All right, here's the trailer. All right, I got you, buddy. Here you go. Oh. Uh-huh. was going to do that. <laughs> like, God damn it, that's not what it is. That's not what it is at all. Although that would have been... That would be cool if that was the theme song for Werewolf yeah. by Night. Oh, it's not. I don't know. You don't. I don't think you get to hear the the theme song. All right, let's. Uh, now I'm navigated. I'm doing my due diligence. There we uh, go. You're doing it. Okay. Uh, yeah. So true believers. Uh, I'm again trying to figure out is there a way I can record and Zoom. It's so easy to record whatever you're showing. Uh, do, 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 doing it live. Doing it live. Doing it live. That was that was my my interlude music. I don't know what that was. Interlude music? What? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, there is not true believers. I'm uh, I'm not seeing one that's resolved in 30 seconds. So we'll just uh, I guess we'll have this information up on the website. Uh, Compacharacterspod.com is a redirect to our Facebook page. Uh, Neil before pod. Uh, so. Oh this yeah, week. man! I missed. I man! I ran right over that on the rundown. Jesus, it's on the slack. Golly, what am I doing? What am I? One doing? more time for the kids in the back, Freddie. Yeah, comicbookcharacterspod.com. Y'all check it out. It's all just type it all in one thing, like it's a sentence. Comicbookcharacterspod.com. All right, here we go. We're off by night. Uh, we will pause here and there, or maybe uh, maybe we'll pause uh, to kind of go over it. Uh, but it's my first time seeing it. I'm doing it raw. Uh, so let's go ahead and check it out. Do they owe some royalties to HBO? Yeah, you like that HBO intro? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, this thing is interesting. All right. <laughs> We're in the ground running. We're at eight seconds in, true believers. <laughs> Continuing on. This Halloween, you can't escape the shock, the terror of Werewolf by Night. All right, I'm already 100% in for this. <laughs> I don't need to see any more. <laughs> is this the this? new Rob Zombie The Monsters trailer? <laughs> Which apparently dropped, and I have not seen it yet, but holy oh, dude. Did you see the trailer for the, the Monsters thing that he no. did? Dude, it lo- supposedly the film cost forty million dollars. I'm not joking. It looked like it cost four hundred dollars. Like it looks <laughs> so bad. In fact, in fact, true believers, even though the monsters don't really have any kind of comic connection, and we don't mm. really go outside of the scope of that, 
the Monsters trailer is so freaking bad that I almost want to cover it like as a mini episode or something. We might do that. We might just do that. <laughs> uh, please, please uh, continue with your World by Night um, yeah. experience, though. 20 seconds in. Let's go. Tonight, it is every hunter for themselves. Good luck. I'll be rotting for you. Yes! Sweet Crypt Keeper <laughs> pun. Dude, this... They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. On the creep keeper shit. This is yep. awesome. Yep. The, dude, this is. Uh, the, tell me, Raimi helped him out at least a little bit. Oh, I don't know. I need that undead strain shambling about. <laughs> dude, all right. Continuing on. 20, 30 seconds, true believers. But one of you is a monster masquerading as one of our own. I can't wait to find out what breed of evil you are. Oh damn! All right, this is this is nice. This is good. I like the they, they skipped a frame here. At yeah, about, uh, yeah. The like the like jumping as if like the negative is fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, <laughs> the little the little things. That's not just for the trailer. I hope, I hope this presentation is for the entire series. I hope it's in black and white. I hope it's weird as shit. That's great. I'm loving it. Bada ba ba ba. All right, uh, where are we? Oh, we're at the the wheezing Freddy laugh about to pass out at uh, <laughs> 43 seconds. Hey, I don't see one armed Tiger Man anywhere. <laughs> Let's hope and pray. We can only hope and pray. Yeah. yeah. All right, continuing on. <laughs> Damn. Seconds. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's got strong uh, Argento vibes, like Italian horror vibes all over the place on this thing. Yes. Dario Argento. Check out Suspiria, everybody. Oh, I thought I was crawling around doing the doing an Evil Dead. <laughs> all right, cool. I, I, I'm thrilled. I love it. Continue on. 54 seconds in. Yes, Please don't do this. Death is coming for you! Fucking shit, man! What the fuck? Goddamn! <laughs> oh, holy I pause at 109, uh, True Believers. I'm going to go back a little bit here uh, just because uh, there's lots of lots of uptight stuff. Lots of, man, getting dragged into a, a hedge is not what you want. Never uh, a good thing. Never, never. <laughs> this man, I'm paused at 59 seconds. Joven, apparently. Yeah. Court subtitles. Uh, that man is too old for that nose ring. I'm just throwing that out there. Oh, I didn't even notice. Way to be an ageist, though. <laughs> uh, is there is there no is there no space for aging gracefully no no tack uh, oh okay okay i see how you turned it around that's nice Ooh, saved it 
it's just man this crescendo at the end fucking hell to the the title screen at 109 we're gonna continue Woo. Disney pop up at the end. It of almost it almost is like jarring, right? It's like yeah. it's like oh oh what Disney what <laughs> like how how did from you the, allow this to happen? Yeah, from the celluloid burn right to Disney <laughs> Disney. Plus. It's it's pretty well. I I knew you were gonna get such a kick out of this. Um, yeah, man. Well, I mean, I would ask you what your thoughts are, but you kind of you kind of did it. Uh, through, you through got the things. footage, yeah. Yeah, um, I, I'm also excited for this. I love. Uh, we've talked about this all the time. Uh, whether it's Marvel or DC or, or anybody else, I'm always appreciative of taking a big swing and just doing mm. something really different. Uh, and that is absolutely what we've got with Werewolf by Night. And we're just uh, we're like a couple, two, three weeks away from being able to experience that and we'll definitely be covering those i think it's i don't even think it's episodes i think it's just a one-shot thing oh really yeah so um yeah i love spooky season hell yeah yeah it's also perfectly timed and they yeah they knew that so uh you have seen the next thing and we won't do a um you know playback uh what do we call it play pause talk watch Uh, Watch, pause, talk. WPT, right? Watch, play, pause, play that, play that nerdy music, uh, uh, nerd boy. Nerd boy. Play that nerdy music, nerd boy. Is that too many <laughs> nerds in the? You know what? The fact that it's awkward makes it make makes it work. So that's. I'm fine. saying though. Uh, but for Secret Invasion, there's, we also got to see a Secret Invasion trailer, courtesy of the D23 drop. Uh, that stars, um. Samuel L. Jackson, Amelia Clark. Uh, you've got, oh, darn it. What is her name from How I Met Your Mother? The uh, Colby Smothers? Colby Smothers, yeah. Uh, and we've got uh, The Scrolls Are Back. And they're causing your boy, all... your boy, Ben Mendelsohn. Oh, Mendo, dude. Mendo. So psyched for Mendo. Mendo, <laughs> Mendo they hate you. They all hate they you, Mendo. Because you're a scroll and you're better than them. And you're in charge of IOI or whatever the fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I forgot about that movie. I liked that movie. Ready Player One. I liked it. I liked it. Some people didn't like it. I liked it. TJ Miller's last bite at the Apple. Oh, yeah, man. Yep, that's, well, you know, he got a lot of bites, so that's <laughs> fine. I don't think anyone. Is anyone mad about that? I don't think anyone's missing. Okay, <laughs> I don't think anyone's missing that. Uh, maybe he oh, yeah. is, but um, you know what's so funny is I always used to get him mixed up with that Chris Davala guy or Davia. Oh yeah, and 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 they they both done fucked up. Aaron, they both they both <laughs> they both kind of like created a, their own downfall situation, and I always used to get yeah. them mixed up, and so like even in even in like fame death, they are still getting mixed up in my mind. Um, 
but yeah, man, what do you what do you think about that Secret Invasion trailer? Was there anything that stuck out to you, especially that you're like? I, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll go ahead and go first. I always make yeah. you go first. I think that big strokes is going to be the same. My, my well, my my favorite scene in that trailer is um, you see Samuel L. Jackson like yelling at a dude. I think it's a dude, and then everyone else in the room becomes that dude. Yeah, <laughs> like all at once. And I'm just like, oh, yes, please more. Like, all of this weird, like, doppelganger shit. And are we going to see any of the current MCU characters turn out to be a scroll? Is my question. Oh. Like, yeah. is is a Hawkeye going to be a scroll? Huh. Or is a... Is a a pepper pot's gonna be a scroll. <laughs> That's what I'm curious I about. But what, I wonder, what, yeah. anything stick out for you? Uh, well, just the tone of it all. Like, um, it's very serious. It's very it's super like, serious. It, yeah, but not not in a Black Adam way, but more like the Winter Soldier kind of vibe. Like, right, uh, right. Yes, it has a lot of Winter Soldier energy to it. Um, I think I know why, though. It's because it's not like involving any superpowers other than like shapeshifting, of course. But that's like kind of a that's almost like a cosmic horror type of thing. Right. It's like, what what if the person, you know, wasn't actually the person, you know, that's like, uh, you know, eldritch shit. Yeah, it's got some real invasion of the body snatchers kind of vibe to it, too. Right. So it's 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 on ground level. It's between people. And for whatever reason, when it's like normal people running around and doing shit, it feels like the stakes are higher. Yep. Because if it's Thor, if it's Cap, if it's Tony, they're gonna figure it out. Right, you have you have faith. Yeah, yeah. Well, not only that, but Samuel L. Jackson's uh, version of Nick Fury here also looks like he's kind of like I'm getting too old for this shit situation. Mm -hmm. Like, he looks like he's he's pretty tired of all of this nonsense. Um, and uh, I'm I'm really excited for it though. Uh, you know. Again, I know it makes us sound like Marvel fanboys sucking at the teeth of Disney, but it just <laughs> it just looks good, and also is a great example of how they're shifting tones in these different series so frequently and so well. I mean, you look at She Hulk, you look at Werewolf by Night, and you look at Secret Invasion, and I mean. It's almost like you wouldn't connect those three to the same studio, let alone the same cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think I think it's great. Uh, we of course don't know if it's actually good or not yet, but we will cover that moving uh, forward. Now we'll take a moment. I think this is a good spot in the show to look back at a completed Marvel series. Now we're you know we just started talking about um, Werewolf by Night. And where is She-Hulk going and Secret Invasion, which comes out in 2023. But how about a show that's already completed? And I'm going to say this right up at the top. My thoughts on this show are probably not what you think they're going to be. And I'm talking about the first season of Miss Marvel. Nice. Was that... Was, was that, I was from a, for was that from that a was video Korg, game? Man. That was Korg. Oh, it was Korg. Okay. okay. Revolution has begun. Oh, that's <laughs> these. Revolution has Trying begun. Trying to find a drop there. Okay. <laughs> Couldn't. Okay. It's okay. Um, oh, uh, maybe this one? That's yeah, more appropriate. <laughs> All right. So, 
again, Iman Vellani, amazing casting. Like, give me give me fifteen more years of Iman Vellani, Miss Marvel. I it's more shots at, at my recent birthday, eh? Okay, that's fine. Um, oh man, I've got some disconcerting news when we get to Thor: Love and Thunder. I hope I don't forget. Uh, okay. But just if I forget, just say Chris Hemsworth and Alfred Arvizu. Just like say those two things together, and I'll remember. What? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. You guys hooked up? No. Oh man. That was a happy birthday, indeed. I mean, would you say no? You wouldn't. Don't lie. Um, Amon Vellani's so great in Miss Marvel. Her energy is infectious. She embodies the the character of Kamala Khan so well. Uh, perfect fit, like a glove, as they say, as Ace Ventura says, I believe. Wow. But I, you know, I don't know if, like. I watched the first episode three times. I love the first episode of Miss Marvel. Uh-huh. But by the end of the show, it still had a lot of great moments all the way through. Like there in every episode, there were definitely things that I liked, but I, I felt like the whole story plot storyline with the cabal or what were they called? Were they called the, what were they called? Oh, the, the the gin the gin but they had like a name for them yeah i forget what it was uh the clandestine yeah 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 i i just i didn't buy into any of that like it just yeah. it felt it felt like it was tacked on it didn't felt it didn't feel earned um it just it felt i wanted more just Kamala just kind of goofing around trying to figure out how to be a superhero. Yeah. Like, that was the best part of the show. Like, half of the show is that. I want the whole show to be that. That's a good point. Yeah. To give uh, a character like this enough time to, like, really be connected with the audience, you really got to give him room to breathe. And, like, the more kind of, like, lore plot points of, like, how they got this power in the first place... That's like maybe save that for when this character's established. Like just let the let the personality shine for a second, especially if you got Iman Vellani, like you said, who's yeah. like uh, she rolled like eighteen on charismas for a character sheet. What the hell's going on here? Yeah, she's so great. It's she's so great. They really, I want to say they lucked out, but like their casting is so good that it's yeah they know what they're doing and. They, they fucking nailed it. I mean, this is like Tom Holland as Peter Parker levels of like, oh no, you that's absolutely correct. Um, weeps. The weeps. Thwip, thwip, thwip. Oh, Tom, hi. I, do we, you know, it's so funny. We never know when he's going to drop in. And he just, you know, he so embodies the character of Spider-Man. He just feels like <laughs> he swings by and he's, okay. Okay. Quirky, mate. I always appreciate it. Oh, <laughs> oh my nigga is in it. Chelsea, Man United. Oh, oh. Uh, hey, do you know who he follows? Does he? Is he? Who is he? Is he a Man U guy? Uh, he's, he's probably Arsenal. He's probably <laughs> that. You know what? That feels right. He probably is an Arsenal, Arsenal guy. Um. All right, going. Sorry, we're getting off track here. Miss Marvel. I just felt like it was uneven. 
it wasn't bad. It was not bad. I didn't think it was bad. I just I didn't really like. Why the, you think it was bad? Why are you saying it was so bad? I didn't think the villain. I just thought the villains were not the best. Uh, they should have focused more on Miss Marvel, like Kamala, just kind of getting into the groove of trying to be a superhero, like yeah. having the enthusiasm but not the experience. Um, I wonder if they had to like fast track the story because of whatever her role is within the Marvel's movie that's going to yeah. come out. Because I think she's going to play a really big role in that. And and so I, you know, I will say this is a little bit of a cheat, but Marvel's kind of earned it. If they had to like squeeze stuff in the show to get her in the right place for the movie and it ends up working out really well, I, I will give this a pass. But if if that doesn't really come into play in the movie, then I will come back and look at this and be like, no, y'all, y'all fucked up. Like, right. you didn't tell the right story, in my opinion. What are your thoughts? I think I know what you're talking about. We'll, we'll put a pin in that because uh, I think that needs to be like a, its own little pocket conversation. Uh, my thoughts, I, I fucking love the presentation of it. Like, um, like they... they did their due diligence and got like the actual like uh the creators of the story the directors they i forget the names now but like they infused so much kind of culture oh like, i did uh, love all of that yeah it was great like i was just i mean the song is like what song is this it's fucking banging i want to listen to this like now and so just seeing that all of, like the like the shared kind of history of partition all that stuff was really interesting to me like just you know me i'm a language nerd so just having like uh the code switching going on in the household that was fucking great um it was normal it felt normal because it is yeah i did i loved all of that um yeah. so it's it's bisha k ali uh was the creator of the show also served as head writer with adil and Bilal, um leading right. the directing Bilal. team and um no I, I i do agree with that we talked about that kind of in the last podcast episode where you know, they really did go all in on representation and showing a completely different culture that most Americans are not used to seeing the, you know, insights into um, all of that stuff was consistent and amazing. Mm-hmm. It was the stupid villain stuff that I was just like, yeah. this kind of takes me out of it. Yeah. But I could do without the, the X-Files extra that they had of uh, <laughs> the, the whatever. What's that? Uh, Damage Euro control. Called? Damage control. Yeah. Her kind of strutting about. Yeah, and being like, let's take these kids down. The like, dollar oh, no, store, the wrong. dollar store Scully. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Shout out to X Files. It's on right now on Comet. Uh, There's one channel I didn't know I had. Nice. And they show X Files from eight to midnight, but before that, they show two hours of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Wow! They, Did you they... just program direct this entire channel? The thing is, the fucking thing of it is, it, they they brand themselves themselves as a retro sci-fi channel. So it's like fuck me, I guess. Yeah, my childhood, my You're childhood's old. retro now. You're old, dude. Did you not know that? Are you Watch. even trying? Trying? Thank you. I mean, I mean, that's just the the casual venom. And I need to hear it again. Are you even trying? <laughs> it's chilling. It's haunting. Is what that is. Uh, anyway, it also has been a reportedly greenlit for a season two, though. So. You know, and they're smart. I'm pretty sure they're hearing the feedback on the show, and I think they hopefully are hearing what people really enjoyed about it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So it'll be interesting to see if it can uh, build more of an audience for the second season and coming off of the movie. Hopefully, hopefully it does. I, I, regardless of whether Miss Marvel gets many more seasons or not, just don't lose that character. Don't lose the Monvolani. Don't, you know, make her, make her the, you know, kid version of Wong for the next few phases. Like get her in everything. Like just let her, let her show up and do stuff. So you're saying you don't want the you don't want the character of the story to uh, to mutate so much? Oh, I don't have the drop. <laughs> I should have the drop. I don't know why I don't have the drop. Um, yeah, no, that's all. I mean, that's also really important, though. You know, right? The um, the whole idea of 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 her being the first mutant. You know, they're laying that um, that little Easter egg in there. So, yeah, we'll have to see where that goes. All right. We are moving along because we still have quite a few things to cover. And like I said earlier, we're definitely getting to it. And here it is. We're going to do our Thor Love and Thunder review. Let's get started. Um, right off the bat, Chris, let's play our our usual game that I love to play yeah. with you here. Okay. Um, and again, this is worldwide gross, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. As of September 22nd, 2022. God, how are we almost to 2023 already? Like, what didn't weren't we just waiting for 2020 like not that long ago? And then, oh, oh, how can everything feel so long and so short at the same time? It doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Um, that, that's so weird. That is what she said. <laughs> All right, what is the worldwide growth? Like verbatim, that's what she said. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> I don't know why you were there. I mean, I do know why you were there. I didn't know you were recording. <laughs> That's a whole nother thing. You need to ask you do first. for the Patreon. Sure. Uh, combo characters after dark. Um, <laughs> okay, worldwide gross. Worldwide gross for Thor, Love, and Thunder. And uh, uh, yeah. I will give you a hint, yeah, I yeah, guess, yeah. In, in saying that people consider this, although it made way more than its budget, people consider this a quote-unquote failure or flop from Marvel. Ooh, right. Okay. Uh, you know what? Lock it in. Uh, I'm going to have to go $420 million and $69,000. Bob, thank you. All right, thank you. That's pretty close to the international gross. I said the I said the weed number and then the sex number. Yeah, I saw that. That's that's good. I'm glad you did that. That's actually pretty close to the international gross, which is $416,675,930. Oh, wow. That's just international. Uh, worldwide, we're looking at 70, I'm sorry, $759,678,544. So still like nearly, you know, what is that? Eight tenths of a, of a billion dollars. <laughs> like, uh, I guess that's two. Wait, how do you, are, man, you, I, are I, you asking me to do math? I cannot math right now. So just whatever it's, it's like, three-fourths of a billion dollars um you know i guess we should all be so lucky that that's considered a failure somehow uh but i will say there are ramifications from this film and that's that taika watiti has been asked not to return to direct the next uh thor film 
Really? Yeah, based off of the performance of this film, which is really interesting. And kind of the online joke that's running around is that Taika Waititi has made the best Thor film and the worst Thor film. <laughs> uh, that's just the internet being the internet. I'm not saying that's how I necessarily feel or how you necessarily feel about the movie. Right. But let's get into the film. Uh, something yeah. else I want to bring that's a little new. Uh, brought to you by our hopefully soon-to-be paid sponsor, IMDb, uh, is a very quick, uh, literally like a one-paragraph synopsis of the film. And it's called, I'm going to call it Story Time. So, Thor, Love and Thunder Story Time. Thor's retirement is interrupted by a galactic killer known as Gore the God Butcher, who seeks the extinction of the gods. To combat the threat, Thor enlists the help of King Valkyrie, Korg, and ex-girlfriend Jane Foster, who, to Thor's surprise, inexplicably wields his magical hammer, Mjolnir, as the mighty Thor. Together, they embark upon a harrowing cosmic adventure to uncover the mystery of the, gore, of the God Butcher's vengeance and stop him before it's too late. Okay? Hmm. So just a quick little synopsis that provided by imdb.com. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> the following story is true. The <laughs> names and places have been changed I, to protect them. I was them. looking so hard for a good drop. <laughs> no, it's good. Um, all right. So now that we've got that all out of the way, let's go into our first segment, which is, of course. Oh, my God. It's, it's, it's Excelsior, right? Wow. Wow, dude. <laughs> my brain. My brain stopped. Wow. It, it, I can't even do the stained meme. Or is it puddle of understand stained, right? It's been a while. Well, it's I mean, not even that. It's that you should drop that. Are you even trying? It's just my brain atrophying live I'm on air is what is happening. Piece. I'm going to give you the. Am I so out of touch? And the. Are you even trying? Yeah, man. That is that is real. <laughs> now, true believers, the question is, and will you hear this or not? Because will I edit this part out or not is oh, the question. No! I, I won't. I won't. Uh, but yes, uh, please confirm for me. It is Excelsior. Yes, the first segment. Yeah. Okay. Excelsior, yeah. Here is the drop for Excelsior. Excelsior. Oh. I'm telling you, man, you have one too many birthdays and it all just starts slipping away. <laughs> Uh, good grief. Uh, all right. So for Excel, for those who might be new to the podcast, Excelsior is a segment in which we talk about something that really stuck out in the film that we liked, that we appreciated can be casting, acting, directing, screenwriting, plot, narrative, whatever. It can be literally anything. Uh, Chris, I'll ask you first, what was Excelsior for you in Thor love and thunder? Oh, you're going to, all right. You're going to, I'm playing T-ball. I can just get a smack it right here. Take it. Take it. You can take it. All right. Uh, there's a lot of great things that happen. I actually like this movie a whole lot. There's a lot of uh, great things that happen. But for me, uh, number one with the bullet is the personalities of Mjolnir and Stormbreaker. <laughs> kind of like being like, what did you say? <laughs> right. Stormbreaker like peeking around the corner. Yes! Yes! <laughs> True believers, this might be a deep cut by now. Uh, we're 142 episodes in, but like my ultimate lore for Mjolnir is that my pitch to Marvel, Feige, if you're listening, I need just animated shorts. I don't know. I can help you with the sound, uh, with the storyboards. Mjolnir decides one day that the only person worthy enough to wield him is himself. 
So <laughs> That's what she goes said. around. <laughs> She's not wrong. <laughs> so he goes oh my god, you pulled him you pulled him off? <laughs> Emma pulled you off. Emma pulled you off? <laughs> he goes around writing wrongs. He's, he's his own avenger until he meets another Mjolnir. Yeah. And together they go around kind of like on, you know, wielding each other, having great times until original Mjolnir sees that uh, other Mjolnir has like a Hydra stamp. Yeah. Underside of his pommel, and it's like, oh my god, reaction shot, and like, oh my god, yeah, yeah, shot. zoom in, pull in, like the old yes! Hitchcock shot, yeah, absolutely, yes! absolutely. That 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 is a little peek. You part. how like so one thing you know, Ig is always talking about. He's so he gets so frustrated with Marvel because like he feels like they're constantly teasing Dark Hawk appearing in the MCU, <laughs> but he never actually gets it. How did you, I mean, like, how did you feel coming out of this film? Like, that would, had to be, like, the closest we've gotten by far to your, to your Milnier, holding Milnier, uh idea. Sure. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was uh, a shower of resplendent euphoria uh, when I saw that happening. It, it was, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not that good of a poet. No, it's, it's, you know, at least you know it. But, uh, it's warm. Is wet and warm. <laughs> okay, we're not on the After Dark Patreon. That's just we got the E for explicit, but still. Um, okay, that's oh, totally fair. E for explicit is wet and warm like a motherfucker. Okay, yeah, it is. We I don't. The, our show is definitely coded E for explicit. Like that's <laughs> that's been from day one. Um, I, okay, I'm not. I'm I, I'm in complete agreement. I thought all of that was really fun. And some people really hated it, which I think is interesting, but they, they really didn't like it. Uh, I thought it was funny. But for me, and I actually, I you know, I should have known that's what you were going to say. But what I what I yeah. thought you were going to say. Yeah. Jane Foster, of course. Was fucking Natalie Portman as the Mighty Thor. Like, because Buff Portman is, is it's, it's what everybody wants. And then she delivered in spades. She knocked it out of the park. She knocked it out of the fucking stratosphere the ball I mean, is still going before. somehow i said it before but i'll reiterate it rip it off <laughs> oh man you know she like doesn't know how strong she is so definitely exactly. definitely uh potential for that for She'd that to happen too, and i'd be like hey i'm passing out <laughs> yeah but he would be like the happiest before passing out a person could be right so ideal ideal mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Uh, no, she was so great. And, you know, one thing about Natalie Portman is that she is so charismatic and charming. Um, she, God, man, she just really was so good in this movie. It, it, uh, you know, if this wasn't Thor's fourth film, which, by the way, he now has more films than Iron Man, than Captain America, mm-hmm. definitely yeah. more than Hulk. Like, He's got the most films now. Uh, if this wasn't his fourth film, I would say that, you know, I would be concerned about how overshadowed he was as a character to the Natalie Portman, uh, Jane Foster, Mighty Thor. And, wow, we haven't even touched on uh, Christian Bale's totally be- being available for this movie. <laughs> As Gore the God Butcher, because holy shit, man. Hey, I don't know if you know this, Chris, but but uh, Christian Bale's a really good actor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's, he's really good. good. Um, 
I think they made the right choice by not CGIing the shit out of his face. Oh, um, right. He's there's so many, there's so many scenes where he's just terrifying by just. By the, just the one that sticks out the most in my it. mind is like when he uh, kind of bamps into where the kids are. Yes, like a, I was a, just gonna. Yes. Like wait, little uh, what's his name? It's not. It's not Axel. Uh, I call him Axel, but that's not his name. Is it? Uh, you're uh, talking about Heimdall's kid, right? Heimdall's kid, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, where Heimdall's kid's telling the story, and he's like, oh, and then, and he goes on like a Pennywise kind of like story. He's like, I'm just telling the same story. Yeah. <laughs> why, are you, why are you afraid now? Yeah. Yeah. It's demented in that scene. Yeah. Yes. That scene gave me chills, man. Like, well, here's the other thing. So, you know, you and I have talked about this a lot, especially when it comes to like the Mandalorian. Uh, and you're talking about the volume, right? That, that, thing they created to yeah. to do all the special effects it's like a room with a bunch of giant um like led or oled screens or something a really cool documentary on on disney plus if you all want to check that out but um because this movie was predominantly shot all during covid they had to make a ton of adjustments to what to the script to like the action sequences oh, and to the filming and this film, more than any other Marvel property, even more so than Loki, which also used the, the volume a lot, um, used the volume more than any other Marvel property to date. And honestly, I feel like that kind of hurt the film because while, yes, it's very stylized. Um, and actually, I'm so sorry. Before we I continue on this weird rant that I'm doing. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's do the next segment, which is where this would fit. Bizarro. Right. Look, it am our most famous superhero. Yes, it be Bizarro number one. All right, true believers and Bizarro. If y'all hadn't kind of keyed yeah. in on it yet, um, is the segment where we talk about things that we didn't feel work out the way they were wanting to, or just le- left us lacking or, or wanting for something. And so one thing that, that, you know, you know, kind of going back to my original point uh, before we, you know, actually did the segment correctly with Mm. Bizarro, (laughs) with the Bizarro (laughs) drop, is that I think that it it having to have been adjusted and augmented and almost entirely shot in like this kind of unconventional way hurt the film. It, it, It is very stylized. But I feel like in a lot of parts, it does feel um, closed off. It feels a little um, suffocating in a way, in the sense that, like, it feels very artificial. Okay. Um, and again, I think that's because they had to shoot so much in the in the volume. And, you know, that's just what they had. And I think Taika Waititi did the best with what he could. Mm. in that sense and i think maybe that even drove him to make it even more stylized than it originally was gonna be because if you look at if you look at thor ragnarok that's a stylized film but it still like operates in reality that makes sense and it feels very big in a lot of moments Mm um whereas this movie was stylized but like almost like it was stylized in a way because it was compensating for something and i think that was the very real um you know sort of obstacle of of covid um 
Yeah, you, you really did kind of like stumble or like trip on the seams of the production of it. Yeah. What What was the bizarre thing for you? Uh, hmm. I was just thinking. Like I was gonna make. Uh, for me, oh, the, I'll let that marinate for a second. <laughs> I was gonna tag up and say like, yeah, it almost does feel like Ragnarok was um like a moment of time almost. Like they were really had they had enough room to had some space to breathe and they're like it's Thor. It's kind of like this is the one that nobody really expects anything from this trilogy <laughs> because the second right. one was that great. And right. like um, it, they just basically let uh, uh, oh perfect analogy they let Taika Waititi do uh, Alfonso Cuaron with um, Harry Potter. Right. He, he comes in at the third movie, Prisoner of Azkaban. Right. Completely changes. Yeah, completely changes. It feels a lot more open. It feels a lot freer. The kids feel like kids. Um, it, take, it takes them out of this Christopher Columbus land. Uh, so Taika Waititi takes it out of this Kenneth Branagh land. Yeah, uh, and it just feels a lot more open, a lot freer. And that's that's kind of like that's great for the moment. That's great for the movie. But Thor Ragnarok, I don't know if it carries over. I don't know if you can kind of manufacture that fun feeling again. Right. Yeah. It's it's kind of like an example, and I'll use this, and I know I've referenced this before, but it's kind of like The Matrix. You know, like everyone yeah. loved The Matrix, but it's impossible to recreate this sensation of seeing The Matrix for the first time when you don't know what it is. Yeah, it's because you've changed the landscape, and now that you have to work from the change that you've made. Right. We can't, we can't I mean, we could go through the change again but then we're just listening to daddy yankee songs for 20 years <laughs> no oh shots those were earned though earned shots uh <laughs> pardon me but um i, I agree um I, I don't really know if i have another like uh bizarre i think i uh i do share a sentiment with some of the criticism that it feels like there were a couple different movies put together in here mm-hmm. like there it feels like there's a king valkyrie and uh the mighty thor movie uh, happening in one area, and then right. it feels like there's a the the whole God Butcher movie happening in another area, and they kind of just inter- intersect. But I mean, yeah. I'm I'm here for like a four five hour director's cut. <laughs> I want to see all that. Yeah, you know that's it's my my other last part for Bizarro kind of echoes what you're saying, and it's that I want more Gore the God Butcher. Yeah, like let Bale bail us out of this uh narratively and show uh show him killing the other gods yeah um fucking hell man it's just that the most like i like i said when we were hyping it up in the trailer right that his whole aesthetic is like nine inch nails the becoming Mm -hmm. like just that entire song fucking hell Uh, yeah i want (laughs) i want it to go so hard (laughs) <laughs> just destroying gods. We literally see him kill, I think, one god in the whole yeah. damn movie. It's the yeah. very beginning. Like that's yeah. you can't you can't call a character Gore the God Butcher and not show him butchering some gods. Uh, so yeah, He's sending his shadow spiders out there. Whatever yeah, the man, those are the worst kind. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to. I mean, I, I hope. Part of me hopes Christian listens to this podcast, but also I don't want to incur his wrath because you know how it goes. Oh, good for you! <laughs> yeah, he's he will slap us down so hard and so fast. <laughs> no, he he is so great though, and we're actually going to talk about him more, um, or at least I will. Uh, sneak sneak peek there, I guess. Uh, in the next segment, which is uh, hey everyone, hey 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 hey, hey. hey everyone. 
So I'm gonna go. I'll go ahead and take the lead on this one if you don't mind, since I already kind of yeah. hinted at it. But uh, so, hey everyone, for for new listeners, is a segment where we talk about something that's new and introduced um, into the story, into the larger you know universe, uh, you know universe at large. Um, it can be a character, it can be a weapon, it can be you know whatever a location. Uh, but I, look, cards on the table. It's for me. It's Gore the God Butcher. Uh, even though. You know, spoilers, he apparently dies at the end of the film and maybe we don't get any more Christian Bale. He's he he gets every ounce of every scene he's in. He just gets the every drop <laughs> over and over and over and over again. Um, you know, I think a definite argument could be made for Natalie Portman's The Mighty Thor. That's a totally new character that we haven't seen yet. Mm. Um, you know, I, I sung her praises in the Excelsior segment. So uh, I would not fault anybody for, for picking Natalie Portman. But uh, for me, Christian Bale, he did everything that I wanted him to do in this film. In fact, I just wanted more of it. Right. What was your, uh, everyone? Man. Uh, yeah, Jane Foster, just like Jane to ascend to Valhalla. That was, that was really poignant. That was, that was nice to see, too. Um, but I think my, hey, everyone... Mm. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I'll go with it. King Valkyrie. Um, okay. Just a put a put upon Tessa Thompson. Kind of like, yeah. I'm listen. I'm in pajamas. It's things are popping off. I don't know what you want. I'm the leader here, so you go do this. You go do that. <laughs> Let me ask you this: How much how much actual acting is she doing in any of that? Because <laughs> that just feels like they just filmed her as she was just going about her day. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, Again, totally here for it. <laughs> no, no, no. I meant that as a compliment. Like, it, she, mm. she's great. I thought you were going to say maybe the Screaming Goats. I was. God damn it, man. You know me pretty well. That's our first evidence to just go, ah, for like two minutes. Uh, By the way, the, uh, the goats' names are Tooth Grinder and Tooth Nasher. Yeah, that's, wow. Um, I, I, I heard that that was kind of like an ad-libs edition. Oh, making them scream? Or yeah. just them being in the film. Yeah, making them scream. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I'll t- you know, let me tell you who's definite Excelsior and, hey, everyone, for the goats. A Libby. Libby. She fucking loved <laughs> those goats. Man, she... That's all she talked about after the movie was those goats. So, so <laughs> it, it, those goats, they got fans. That was not that was the right choice. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll give an honorable mention to Russell Crowe's Zeus, oh, yeah. with his his and I, his I, I don't I'm not trying to be insensitive here, but hashtag cancel mm-hmm. Alfred I guess because he's got like an interesting slash weird Greek accent <laughs> going on. Um, I I love it. I think it's great. Uh, it is very it's very interesting. It's an interesting choice, and it literally was a choice because Taika Waititi originally wanted to do a British accent for Zeus. Hmm. And Russell Crowe was like, "Hey man, I got it. I got this idea. Can I just? Can we do both? Can I try doing the Greek one, and then you do the British one, and I'll do the British one, and you just pick." And and then like after the first day of them doing that, he was like, "Oh no, yeah, the the Greek one was better." Wow, you, you, I'm sure it was more like, "Oi, Taika, mate, got an idea. Been watching a lot of Saturday Night Live from the '80s. Jim Belushi, Billy on or something. Want to try it out?" <laughs> yeah. But wait, 
just dropped this new album from 40 Odds, Odd Forts of Grunt or what the, what the hell's the name of his band? 40 Odd Foot of Grunts or some shit? Yeah, that's what I said. Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah. I was, I was thinking of Stab in the Dark there. I was like, it's 40 something weird shit. I don't know. Man, you were stabbing so hard, you're almost stabbing Westwood. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Always. Because it's Mormon time. Oh, fuck, dude, no! Gin and tequila. Uh, another fun little fact: um, the the uh, love in Love and, and Thunder, the little girl uh, Gore's daughter, Love, is actually played by Chris Hemsworth's daughter, India Rose Hemsworth. Oh yeah, it's yeah. actually his real daughter. Man, talk about nepotism running rampant <laughs> in the MCU. Is she the first, second generation MCU? Oh, I don't know, man. Are we going to get into WWE levels of like, I'm a third generation MCU superstar, brother. (laughs) When these 18-inch pythons come for you, brother. Um, There's Rocky Maivia charging down the ramp. All right. Let's go into the last segment, which is what if. I love that the further we get away from the Infinity Saga, <laughs> the less sense that's ever going to make. Uh, and I'm fine with it. I'm totally, you know, I, I, let's, I leave it, leave it where it is because I love it. I mean, um, I can make another drop. I no, no, make... no, no, no. I like that it confuses people. That's, that's what we want. Um, the Watcher saying what if, but then also like all the times he says analysis in Westworld. Yeah. Oh analysis, man! Analysis, analysis, That'd be analysis, like analysis, solid, analysis. like sixty-two seconds of analysis. <laughs> um, so my what if is simple. What if this had been shot in a normal environment where they didn't have to do everything in a little like cave room? What do you? This is the biggest what if ever, man. This is a what if that bleeds into the actual. <laughs> what if no coronavirus? Yeah. Yes. But not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not going to let's not talk about the real world ramifications. We'll, we'll be here all day. But like, um, you know, I just what if Taika was allowed to make the film he wanted to make? Because I don't think this was the film that he had in mind. I think he did mm-hmm. the best he could. I think he's OK with how it turned out. I think if you asked him, honestly, I think he would say that this is not the movie he had envisioned entirely. Um. You know, there were plans for way more God butchering in this film. And yeah, that would have been great. Yep. Absolutely. 35 more minutes of that, please. Um, but, you know, I Unadulterated, think, just gore. Just don't even, no contacts, no narrative, just just God guts getting thrown left and right. That's that's what I want. What's your, what's your what if? Man. Uh, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> what if they used instead of Guns N' Roses? What if they used Pink Floyd? <laughs> okay, but what? But like, are you, do you have a song, or are you just? <laughs> no, man. <laughs> I don't really have a what if for this one. Okay. I, I, an actual what if? Um, I kind of got to see my fantasy of Mjolnir being sentient play out. Yeah, 
That's uh, I guess I get I mean I think this is a first. This is literally I'm sated. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm episode kind of... 142 and it's okay. I mean, that's okay. We've never had this happen, but like you I guess you really got the thing you wanted and so you know what would you what would you <laughs> there's nothing to change, I guess. I I'm Alexander weeping because there are no more lands to conquer. Ah, man. He was, you know, he's pretty great. That's what I hear. Um what else? Oh, Korg's God. Nini Nani, by the way, is the name of Korg's God. Nini Nani. Nini Nani. Yeah, you see him very briefly, uh, or you see them very briefly in the um, in the, the palace area. Uh, sits on a throne of scissors, because in Paper oh. Rock Scissors, rocks <laughs> beats scissors. Yep. So that's fun. It's nice to know they were still having fun while making this movie. Um. Yeah, I think this is one of the biggest cases of like, man, just really, what if things had been different? You yeah. know, you know, what if it just could have been made in a different time where it wasn't hamstrung by all this bullshit from the real world? Um, but we'll never, you know, we don't know. There's that other parallel universe version of us that that got the normal version of this movie, and you know, they don't have covid and stuff and so and you imagine earth 617 just right next door like they all fucking played ball they all stayed in the homes for a month and they all kind of blew over vaccines rolled out as planned and marvel took like a, a year or two break just because we're gonna take some time to catch yeah, up probably just a year yeah yeah i mean and not then, even right and then, and then just got everything back on track and there's something to be said for resting on your laurels that's what they're there for you earn those laurels yeah man yeah I feel like that's the theme of today's show is like everything being earned. <laughs> I feel like we've said that <laughs> many, many times here. Um, okay. So normally we, uh, we do, a, we, we rotate in a new segment on this last bit, but honestly, I, I didn't think of one and I didn't really want to do an actor audit uh, this time. Uh, just, I don't know. Just cause if we do it every time, I feel like people might be like, all right guys, y'all need to stop fucking saying, um, 30 seconds to Mars for everything. And, you know, but, um, wait, wait, what'd you say? You know, Morbin time. All right. Mr. Jared Leto. Fucking hell, dude. I like that that sound drop, like, gets drowned the longer it goes on, it's almost as if you're literally drowning it in alcohol. So that's um, going to happen. Okay. Well, I look, okay, we're not, I'm not saying it again, but we, okay. So I, I'm not going to do the bit. We're not even going to do that segment. Um, I'll just ask this. Yeah. Would you have preferred it? Hold on, if, hold on, pause. That 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 pause is so pregnant. I think Greg Abbott is going to make you take it to term. <laughs> oh wow, wow, that's good. That's good. Uh, would let's say let's say you could Thanos snap your fingers and Ooh. like that they just delayed this film and and allowed it to be shot in a more traditional way. Would you have wanted that, or are you happy with what the results were? For Thor: Love and Thunder, yeah. 
I'll, I'll call this segment crossing the finish line. Okay. Uh, I was, I think like to echo your sentiment, I think I'm, I'm like 80% happy with it. I would have liked more Christian Bale. Uh, yeah. I would have liked more kind of like, uh, stakes, but that, that's kind of generic. That's interesting, but... man, because you know you being a, a vegetarian and all. I, yeah, it's yeah, okay. weird that yeah, you ever wow. want. Yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, meat tastes pretty fucking banging these days. I don't. Know no, it's say. weird. You know, you being a vampire and all that, you would really want the fucking hell, dude. Wow. Hey, look, I didn't even, I didn't say which one. That's if you, if you we decide to, ma- okay. Well, you're gonna have a bad time tomorrow, and I'm sorry. Jokes on you have already been drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think, um, you know, the the one last little trivia bit that I'll leave us with before we move on to the to the casting corner is that, you know, at the end of the film, it says Thor will return. And apparently this was news to to both Crims Hemsworth and Taika Waititi. Oh, shit. So I don't know. I, you know, Secret Wars is going to be the thing, so I'm pretty sure some Ooh. version of Thor is going to be there. Oh, oh, shit, I got a good one if that. What if uh, they uh, tie in Secret Invasion with this and like, oh, no, that was a scroll. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Everyone man. was a scroll, the whole thing. Eternals? Scrolls. <laughs> yeah, anything that didn't perform that well. The, that Inhumans TV show, which isn't even canon anymore, still scrolls. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Edward Norton being a douchebag squirrel. That's a Holy scroll. Bro. What what did Thor say in like uh in She Hulk? I was I was literally a different person back then. <laughs> I was actually a different person. Oh, that was that was so good. That line yeah. that uh that uh Ruffalo says. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. God man. It's <laughs> so clever. Like I don't know. I, I love clever shit like that. Alright. Well, it's been a while, guys. It's been a while. Um but we're finally headed back to that 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 warm embrace, that that mm. comfy, cozy uh, area. I man, my brain is not giving me any words right now. It's like um, <laughs> area is what I went with. That's not good. Um, that comfy, cozy spot in all of our hearts and minds where we can all relax and just enjoy. Some really fantastic news. I'm, of course, talking about the casting corner. Oh, true believers. Come inside our parallelogram. Enjoy what? our perimeter. <laughs> there you go. Perimeter's good. Cozy pi R per- squared? No. Pi R delicious. <laughs> I like that that's, what, the second or third pi reference you've made as well? Yep. Let's... So good. That's so. Oh my god! All right. (laughs) So casting corner. It's it's fun to be back uh, here in the comfy confines of the casting corner. Go, Constantine two baby. Um, (laughs) I feel like we as a collective fan base have willed this shit into existence Mm. because I feel like the fans on the interwebs and what have you have just been mentioning this for a very long time. Um, you know, people just keep talking about it. It's kind of funny cause the, you know, the original Constantine film 
not a blockbuster by any means. I'm not even, I'm sure it turned a profit, but not by a lot. They, um, you know, ultimately felt like they didn't want to move forward with it. But that was like 20 years ago, and now people are clamoring for some Constantine goodness. You know, maybe they were watching Sandman or something on Netflix, and uh, also the Keanu Renaissance, Reeves-assance, or whatever the Keanu-assance, whatever those buzzwords they're using for it. Uh, those two things coupled together uh, apparently have set things in motion because it is happening. Constantine 2 officially in super early pre-production development. Keanu Reeves is already attached as well as original director Francis Lawrence, who directed, again, Constantine and uh, the Hunger Games films. So pretty, you know, that was the thing. Solid, solid director knows how to do a film. Right has proved they know how to do a film, so good. Obviously, they have a nice working relationship with Keanu Reeves, so that can only help. Uh, what do you think about that news, man? Constantine two, twenty years, twenty and some odd years later. Yeah, it, it, I think I also heard JJ's attached to. I think it was a producer. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> That's a move. Yeah, no, I'm hyped for it. Like. um the last time we saw Constantine, or at least the last time I saw Constantine, was in those Justice League Dark films. Oh, yeah, the animated films. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a fucking, that's a great time. Constantine's fun. He's like Doctor Who, but if, like, uh, <laughs> Doctor Who fucked. <laughs> right, and was, like, drunk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, that's a great description. I've never heard that before, but that is so good. Um, right? It's what it is, though. <laughs> also, also, like, high-key the original Constantine super underrated movie, like really good movie, not necessarily like super faithful to the comic source material, but it gets a good chunk of stuff in that is Constantine esque. Um, and I just think it's a very, very underrated film also has the greatest portrayal of the Lucifer, uh, in any, in any film, in any film, I will will die. Yeah. Peter Stromer, who I think is also coming back. So, so it, the 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 all white suit, all white suit, baby. It's black bubbling pitch. Mm, yeah, you were talking about high styling and profiling, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun, right there, man. <laughs> Rick Flair earlier on the pod. That's that's Peter Stromeyer right there, man. Like, I I cannot wait for that. That's worth the price of admission right there. Hell yeah, yeah. So super psyched. All right, we will definitely keep tabs on the Constantine train and and see where it leads us. Just don't worry uh, about uh, that. To tag up as the caboose of this train, I was just going through like the the comments on Deadline, so this is the first Google result. Okay. And like most of them, they're overwhelmingly positive. Yes. Oh my God. Cool. This is awesome. Can't wait. And there's one guy at the end, the fucking <laughs> the Chris and the bunch, just throwing a fucking uh, hand grenade of a conversation topic, and all he puts in there, this anonymous guy, pass. <laughs> 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 everybody's going buck wild on him it's oh amazing. man that's so good <laughs> so good either die here or live long enough to become the villain man <laughs> alright let's uh you know cause we just this is the thing we like to do I guess I feel like this has happened on multiple episodes now they're into Let, the void let's just yeah let's just end this on a real fucking downer <laughs> So, uh, Batgirl, which um, was also talking about the Keanu-sans, and everyone's talking about the Brendan Fraser-sans or whatever. I, I don't oh, know yeah. how these 
Hollywood buzz terms work, y'all. Um, but people are really hyped about Brendan Fraser. Apparently, he's really amazing in that movie The Whale, which is coming out soon from Darren Aronofsky, which, mm. golly, I don't even know. I'm so scared. I'm literally scared of whatever that film is going to be. But apparently, it's really great because, of course, it is. Um, but Brendan Fraser is, was attached to this Batgirl film, which originally was was always intended to be an HBO Max release. So it was never intended to be a theatrical film. It wasn't going to have the budget for that. And then somewhere in the middle of production, it came up from up top that maybe they were going to do a theatrical budget. So then they put more money into it. But then they're like, no, this doesn't look good enough to be a theatrical film, supposedly. And so here's the crazy thing. And this is where, you know, kind of like we're talking about COVID with Thor Love and Thunder. The real the outside real world impacts these fantasy worlds heavily. And so for those that don't know, behind the scenes, it's not really behind the scenes. It's been all over the news. Um, Discovery Media have been merging with Warner brothers and essentially taking over Warner brothers over the last several months, uh, almost a year now at this point and discovery CEO, who is now the head of all of it, David, uh, Saslav, um, decided that bad girl was ultimately going to serve the company better operating as a $90 million tax write-off. And the only way you can do that is if you don't release the film at all. And like, this has been a, uh, to, to, to understate this, it has not been a popular decision. (laughs) Uh, People are really upset. Everybody associated with the film, Brendan Fraser has come out and spoken about how disappointed he was. Um, and Christy, do you want to look this? Uh, you know what? I can do it. I can do it. I got it. I got you. Uh, the, so. Who played the bat? Who played Batgirl? Her name was uh, Leslie, I think. Jo- Jones yes. Johnson. Uh, Leslie Grace. Leslie Grace. My apologies to Leslie Grace. Um, but yes, Leslie Grace of uh, of course uh, could have been a star making role for her. Was very disappointed as well. Um. You know, getting the lead on a superhero film, even if it's straight to streaming, like, you know, that that can that can be a lot of notoriety for your career. Um, uh, Zaslav has come out and said that, hey, look, we got to shed three billion, three billies. We got to shed three billion in, in, in sunk money within like two years. Well, that's a lot of commas. What the fuck's going so, on? So yeah, man. Like, what is going on, right? And actually, I didn't put this on the on the Slack, but because it's it's a news story that's just emerging. There's rumors that Zaslav is actually trying to to sell off Warner Brothers, and that um, I think it's Universal or it's NBC Universal is. Apparently, due to the legal ramifications of Discovery taking over Warner Brothers, they can't then, like, sell off Warner Brothers for a few years. So it wouldn't be until 2024 or 2025. Oh. But that he's positioning the company to be easily bought by a by another conglomerate. 
This is a sign and trade deal? Yeah, basically. Yes, that's a great way of putting it. It's exactly like a stupidly complicated sign and trade deal um, by DeJounte Murray. Hello, draft picks, I guess. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the rumor going around. And so whatever you think of all that financial bullshit and, and how companies work, the end result is that we have been... And look, you're gonna, you're. I already know this. I already can hear it. People saying I'm making too big a deal out of this, but we are being robbed of a creative endeavor here. Mm. Now, now whether Batgirl was going to be good or bad, I look. I don't know. All I've all I've seen are a few behind the scenes um, clips, like videos, like thirty seconds long. I can't get anything off that. Like I, I don't know. You know, Corridor Crew, our boys, Corridor Crew, uh, did a pretty bang up job of creating a fake trailer to try to drum up interest in Batgirl to see if that would help the situation, you know, in some capacity. Mm. Um, also, I just, I don't, I like seeing Brendan Fraser do stuff. So I was really looking forward to that. Also, it was going to just be on HBO max. Like I didn't have to go anywhere. I could have just, you know, enjoyed my new Bose surround speakers that I got. And, and wow. you know, yep, that's right. Do y'all uh, feel me flexing there? Oh, yeah. good for yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you, Christian. You were great in Thor Love and Thunder. Thank you. Um, <laughs> was Michael Keaton going to be yeah. Batman? Yeah. There was going to be Michael Keaton in it. Like, I don't know, man. Like, just that's disappointing. That's really disappointing. Disappointing. And the film was done. It's not even like they still had to do post production, or it was it was canned. It was in the can, and now it's yeah. in the garbage can. <laughs> That's a weird move, dude. That's like why why not even like uh, do a scumbag move, right? Like auction off like the master copy. <laughs> oh yeah, like the, let, let, let the fucking pharma pharma dude buy yeah. it or whatever. Here's the other thing. I get that, like, if you release it in any capacity, you can't then do a $90 million write-off. But yeah. if you're trying to get to $3 billion, like, honestly, does the $90 million help that much? <laughs> Can that, you like, not just, find the $90 million somewhere else? Could you not just look at the top five salaries of both fucking companies and maybe <laughs> drop a zero off of all of them? There's your fucking $90 million. That's probably $900 million right there. So, you know, it's just it's it upsets me as a, as a, you know, I consider myself to be a creative as well doing this show and then but just also in my private life. So to see like creative endeavors like this censored on this level, because that's really what it is. Yeah, we're not going to get to see this. Not anytime soon. Anyway, that that pisses me off, man. And I like Batgirl as a character on top of all of that. Right. You know, so I don't know. Any final thoughts on on that whole mess? Uh, man, it's it. it I don't know. It, I was gonna say something like, you know, just release it as a TV series that if it wanted to be a movie, but it's not even the thing. It, it was just it was some, it was a decision made away from the story and the characters involved. Well, and so it's, it's, it's it's really fucking weird. It's something that you, I think, you especially is something that you can relate to because how often. Does like the government overstep in terms of like administration stuff with schools? 
Oh, right. <laughs> when when all they need to do is actually talk to a fucking teacher to understand what is really going on and what needs assistance, you know? Yeah. But you have these people so far removed from it making these really uh devastating decisions and it's 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 disheartening and heartbreaking, honestly. Yeah, credits are like removed now. Like Yeah. It's even a credit. I mean, look, Again, I don't want to belabor the point, but there's people that worked on, like, the lighting, that this was their first big movie. Yeah. You know, yeah. they told all their well, family. They told their fucking Tinder date. Oh, man, I, I worked on Batgirl. I hope none of those contracts have, like, you know, box office revenue as part of it. Ugh, man, that was the whole mess with Black Widow, right? So, like, yeah. that's... Ugh, it's just it's gross. Okay, and this is a perfect segue. Let's get it on with. Let's go. Big Wheel winner of the week, guys. Let's do Big Wheel. No. You can pray for love to give you fire. So I was listening to that 60 songs that made the 90s podcast. And Rob always interviews somebody on the back end of any episode. And they were talking about how, God, who was it? I'm trying to think now. It was Jeremy Renner, like mm-hmm. Kylie Jenner, I'm thinking, mm-hmm. and then one other person. And and they this person was like a music critic, and they had to go to some studio for something. And there was like just three not really known as singers, but more known as actors or, or celebrities that were in a recording booth. And they were just like, what hell – what hell project are they going to unleash on the earth? Like what is happening? <laughs> and it made me laugh so hard. I almost had to pull over when I was driving. Cause I was just like, Oh my God, what is that? What is that going to be? Like, what is that going to be? And I immediately thought a big wheel. So I um, wanted nice. to make sure to mention that, but okay, here we go. Well, like, like this is just an extension of the thing I was just talking about because <laughs> surprise everybody. The big wheel winner of the week is uh, of this episode is David Zaslav. Like, fuck you, dude. Like, what? Like, I get it. I know that's your job. You you made the wrong decision. Okay? You know, you might have thought it was bad. Fuck, maybe a hundred people in the company thought the movie was bad. But that doesn't mean there aren't 10,000 people that would have loved it. Yeah. Or a million people that would have loved it. I mean, you got to give it a chance. You already, you already paid for it. You already... It was already paid for. It was already done. What? What's the benefit of a tax write-off if that tax write-off could make more money than you would be writing off? But that's the thing. That's the cold, calculated move that he made because he's like, it's not going to make that. But, you wow. know, the thing I don't understand is, like, the whole thing about... Oh, my God, and this is a future episode... But the whole thing about how streaming works and it's all about content, just like our bullshit, just like the podcast. And it's probably <laughs> why we're not more successful than we are, because we're not just pumping out content every day, because that is all the algorithms fucking care about. New content, new content, new content. Well, here's a perfect example of having big old new content for your HBO Max streaming platform. You don't mean to tell me there aren't a ton of Batman. Bat, there's so many people so far up Batman's ass. They would have gained, I don't know, 
50,000 more subscribers just to watch Batgirl. Just to see Michael Keaton as Batman. Yeah. You know how many people fucking love Michael Keaton as Batman? You know how many subscribers they would have gotten just off of that? Even if he was yeah. only in the film for 10 fucking minutes? They would have gotten a million subscribers. So it's like... Everyone is clamoring for content. There's already talks about Netflix not renewing the Sandman season two, even though it is literally the number one show in the world on streaming on all streaming platforms. The Sandman, because it's so expensive and they can't afford to create new content for that series, supposedly is what Netflix is saying. So, like, if everyone is starved for content, here it is on a big fucking platter content nice and juicy content <laughs> and they say no thank you okay okay i mean it's i th- i think i have the perfect sound up for you hold on hey, fuck you man <laughs> yeah yeah can you see how i get myself worked up like about this stuff but like and i know i already know i already know what the comments are going to be i already know what the emails are going to be the ads are going to be they're going to be like dude just like you're taking it too seriously who cares like batgirl's not that important it didn't look very good i heard it wasn't very good i understand all of that but like this was already a completed project tons of people worked on this to to just say everything you did doesn't matter is and especially in 2022, when we've all been through so much already, hmm. like if your livelihood, yes, they all got paid still and whatever, unless, like you said, some of their contracts were tied to like streaming revenue or like, you know, box office revenue. Hmm. Uh, look, we've all been taking a lot of L's. So to, to drop a giant L on all of these people. Because you and I are not neophytes about Hollywood, right? We know how the business works. And, and yeah. movies get canceled all the time. All of the time. Big names attached. Big directors. Big producers. Big studios. Big actors. Big writers. All of it. They get canceled all the time. But not after the movie's completely done. That is super uncommon. And yeah. I don't know. It's just... it's. Not a good look. Not a good look. Um, Warner Brothers discovery. The point I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with the most is like it's just a huge L. Like we didn't we didn't need that. We didn't need to lose another thing. Yeah, I was looking forward to it. You know, I don't know what they're gonna do. Maybe you know, maybe it would have been terrible. I don't know. But even then, hey, that's something to react to. <laughs> you know, you know, and and you know, there still could be good performances in bad movies. We see it all the time. Uh, well, despite ending on that, and this, I, I gotta say, this is my last thought on it, but this whole Discovery Warner Brothers merger is making me real nervous about all oh, the Warner yeah. Brothers stuff. Not, yeah. not even just the DC stuff. I just mean like all the Warner Brothers stuff. You know, it's, it's looking like the people in charge of Discovery just do not give a shit. And as somebody who loves film, who studied film, who literally went to film school. And, and you, you as well, like, that's not a, that's not what you want. <laughs> that's not who you the, want in charge of a, yeah. <laughs> of a film studio, uh, a very prestige film studio at that. Um, and like we always say, you know, we, we, we do like the Marvel stuff, but we'll call it out when and where, you know, it's warranted. We talked about Miss Marvel. We talked about Thor, Love and Thunder. There were things in there that we weren't super keen on. I want all of the DC stuff to be amazing. 
that's only what what is it what's that stupid what's the cliche a rising tide uh, carries all boats or whatever or floats the boats or well float down here or I think it's a rising tide is inevitable because we've polluted the world so much and there we go and dry land is not a myth yeah dry land not a myth okay but you got to say it while wearing a jock strap as an eye patch you you can't see me right now can you ah man anyway listeners thank you as always for taking this journey with us uh apologize if if the end seemed a little angry or like a downer we're just telling the news that that is that we're you know that we have um and it's a bummer but you know we're getting constantine too we still have more she hulk to watch we're getting lots of video games not made by square enix so very very exciting and Thank you so much for listening. If you're listening to on a platform that allows you to give a review, uh, please feel free to give us a review. We really appreciate it. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Like, if you Ooh. somehow think uh, you hate somebody and that they would their lives would be worsened by hearing our voices, tell them. Trick them into listening to the show. We appreciate it. Uh, hit up comic book characterspod.com interact with us on the socials we do appreciate it and with all of that being said the fortress of pilotude is closed is is it my turn yeah (laughs) remember this is your fault and I'm something of a comic book fan myself (laughs) 